0: What's up, Joe?
1: Living the dream, baby. What are you doing? (sighs)
0: got a life full of phone calls, dude.
1: I know, man. It's like, I don't see how you get to them all with all the time in like Telegram and all and Twitter. I just don't see how you get through everything.
0: I I don't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's why I'm getting bumped all the time. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I know the feeling, man. Total friggin' chaos. Uh, I
0: know. Um, what's going on, man? Tell me the news.
1: Uh, inflation print came in okay, from what I remember yeah, this list? morning. I, I think I, I, think I what, saw a four. Or was it four, per, four percent or something? I don't know, but it was lower, or it was regarded as something favorable. Was my read. Oh, this and, was
0: yesterday. you know, a CPI for May came in softer than expected, rising 0.1% in May versus 0.4% in April.
1: What is today? Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. OK. So, yeah. So basically the implication is that, you know, uh, the Fed goes on pause and doesn't do a hike in July. I think that's what everybody's inferring from this. Right. Um, let's sit and see what happens now. I mean, everything we you and I have talked about this for, God, it seems like years at this point, but um, you know, it's sure looking like soft landing in the U S that's for sure. Um, well, that obviously cool. other places, other places are having trouble, you know, Europe's parts of it in a recession right now. Um, but you know, who knows? So, you know, we'll see, but that's the implication. Um, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. We always talk everything and you know, not just you and I, you and me, but I mean, everybody in, in the sphere, you know, talks collectively about soft landings or recessions. And what I'm curious about is since the Europeans, ECBs, I think they got another round of rate hikes still to come to kind of get closer to, to um, you know, equalizing the uh, risk-free rates so that, you know, uh, fiat deposits don't like skew to one country and overweight the XY or underweighted in regards to exports. Um, and with them already being kind of in a recession already from what I've heard, read in different sources again i don't know actually you know these are a bunch of sources this is actually a lot of um macro houses but with that that should hit a little bit harder maybe there's some um maybe they'll be stimulating stimmy funding first you know other than the chinese but you know i just i don't know i i think the u.s looks okay um but maybe the stimulus comes from other places right now
0: yeah i um yeah i would agree
1: i don't know we're all guessing you know you and i we're yeah. just we're trying to make read the tea leaves and make sense of it all just like everybody else is but you know we're trying to present coherent um arguments you know just versus stating stuff in the aggregate because that doesn't make sense
0: yeah absolutely totally agree. I'm, totally agree so what about you man what
1: have you been seeing
0: uh well i got some news loaded up um oh
1: cool
0: let me uh I was just trying to load up a few more things before we get going here, but you know what? We can we can make it a short show if we have to, too. So
1: yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. So, um, you know, I think that a lot of the crypto sphere. I mean, I again, I just <laughs> see positive things happening aside from all the regulatory nonsense. Chuck, um, so, you uh, Sean,
0: know, Sean said yeah, twelve weeks decouples from TradFi. Crypto Twitter turned from macro experts to legal experts.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it, man. That is exactly it. I mean, everybody going through like, you know, I I just, it, to me, I don't want to say it's a waste of time because obviously it's not because you have to see what's there and then decide what you're going to advocate for and advocate against. But these first like um, drafts from both sides are always so, um, you know, legal stuff, is always so weighted toward, advocating for the client that they just you know throw everything in there to see what's going to stick and then it inflames the other side a little bit and um trying to find things and in the end of the day everybody you know comes in pissed off holds their breath for 10 seconds and cuts a deal at the conference table so you know to me well i think it's valuable i like to look at output like like i like your summaries brad because you know you look at 20 people's stuff and then you come in and you know, have four or five good nugs out of all of that raw content that we can actually do something off of. Yeah. So to me, that's valuable. But the fighting over, you know, <laughs> in crypto Twitter about paragraph 87, sentence two, you know, it just to me is like, I don't know. I, I like output. You know what I mean? So
0: absolutely. Totally get it, man. Totally. Yeah. Get it. Um, all right. Let's see. So um well, this is a good. This is a good story. I, I. It was. This hit yesterday, but I wanted to talk about it yesterday. But um, I, I just love this kind of shit. Um, some guy. Hold on. Let me pull this. Let me share my screen here. <laughs> some lonely miner uh, out there, um, uh, who had like some extreme odds of mining a block uh, uh-huh. the other day my, on his S Antminer S9 rig. Um, it, it should take him 450 years on average to mine a block, uh, mine a block and uh, collected six point one seven five Bitcoin, uh, worth one hundred and sixty thousand dollars, or two hundred times the price of his Antminer S nine. So i love stories like this yeah i love a guy who's sitting in the corner in his basement he's got maybe one or two of these three of these set up and he's really just there securing the network right being a part of the process etc but he's you know uh, he gets a he gets a nice little uh, windfall <laughs> from it hell yeah awesome
1: yeah I, I mean it's like winning a lottery i i i don't really mean i'm not the mining expert of course but I know that there's such a random uh, that to happen. I mean, didn't you say earlier, or somebody said that you know the odds of it happening is like a billion years or something like that of, of somebody like that coming well, in, in on
0: years. It says yeah, four
1: hundred fifty. I'm sorry, okay,
0: but fifty a billion. What difference does it fucking make? Yeah,
1: okay. exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, to me, it's so cool because it gets the little person, you know. Yeah, but like you said, it's the little gal, dude, whatever, with their S nine. You know, trying to contribute to be part of the community, probably go learn stuff or it's somebody out in the middle of frigging, you know, Botswana or something. You know, it's like it's something that, you know, it's going to be huge impact.
0: Yep, exactly. Now, I, I love it. I love these stories. Niblet says an S9. He's really just heating his basement with that hash rate. Yeah. and So he's got a bonus. Like, it's like I, it's just, you know, it's a feel good story. I love it. I absolutely love it. Joe, you posted an article, uh, in our group, uh, who needs the metaverse meet the people still living on second life. I, I, I've never even been in second life. Have you ever been there?
1: No, no. I read the whole article this morning and, you know, we talk about it some because, you know, Lewis's partner, Angela, she was general counsel for second life and had to run around and get all the money, transmittal licenses at every state and all of that. But, you know, I was good. It was good history to read because, um, you know the Linden Dollar or whatever. I want to say two thousand five or six. You know, they had marketplaces in there. Maybe it was oh three, where you know people were coming in and trading currencies and trading goods and could off ramp fiat and do all kinds of things like that. Yeah, you know, this the stuff where, you know, I mean, it was before Bitcoin. Okay, right. that's the interesting thing to me. Um, and, then, and then, you look at it is still there, and twenty percent of the users are. People with disabilities, you know, there's very vibrant disability communities in there. Um, People who can't function in real, real life with all their physical abilities, but there they can. So it's a really interesting thing, and it it kind of makes you think about, you know, with all, you know, basically remember it was Zuckerberg and those guys. It was Facebook. It was, it was there when Facebook was still just. um, I think in the article they call it uh, the ability to check out how hot the Harvard students were or something like right, that. Right. Which I'm going to say probably not. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but the point is that this is like, what's that like? Oh, 0203 oh, time frame 20th and, anniversary. And the guy who invented it, he was thinking of it before snow crash. The book was even out. Right. And so when he was building this, um, that book I guess came out or one of these books, one of these metaverse books, and, you know, his wife bought it and gave it to him. He goes, she goes, hey, here's a book about that thing you've been building for the last few years. <laughs> it's, like, awesome. it's, a really, it's a fascinating article, and that's why I threw it out there. Just there, you know, The GDP
0: of, of Second Life is $650 million.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: it's amazing.
1: I mean, that's a con- I like the concept of GDP in these ecosystems. Um, I mean, I know we use TVL and a lot of the platforms and stuff, but Um, to kind of get some semblance of, you know, economic activity volume, but, you know, I mean that that's going on and I've never been there. You've never been there. Um, most of us, a lot of people haven't even heard of it. Um, you know, it was kind of the thing that came out right before Roblox, if I remember right, or, or similarly close to Roblox and, and Roblox took a lot of the kids that were in second life away. Um, into those platforms, and of course, then all the you know the, the first-person games, first-person shooter games, and all those those ecosystems. But just to, I recommend everybody you know let's share that link, and let I recommend everybody read it It's in the Guardian. Um, very thorough, definitely worth checking out.
0: Average cost of the items is two dollars each, and there are one point six million dollars, one point six million transactions each year. That's fascinating. Uh, Sean said the reason mine, reason mining pools work is because revenue is predictable. But his this solo mining is a lottery, and it's cool as fuck. I agree. I freaking love that. Niblet says second life s nines. Let's talk about AOL and push technology next. Yeah, what was the one? Yeah. Um, what well,
1: was that the push oh, one.
0: What was that news feed? PointCast. PointCast.
1: Pointcast. Yeah. I
0: fucking loved PointCast, but, you know, I'm a...
1: Well, well, you know, some of the original developers at PointCast, you know, that's what turned into Adrenaline Group, which was the company I was in, you know, the IT services one in DC around like the millennium change. And they were all, another guy was at PointCast named Alden Hart, who was one of the founders of CyberCash which basically was the first, you know, became internet money, essentially. I mean, he was one of the first guys that enabled credit cards on there and stuff right. like that. So and that was all going on in D.C. So, you know, when you kind of look back at that, and I remember the point cast. It was like that push platform. It just couldn't get out because there was no bandwidth yeah. <laughs> to yeah,
0: yeah, handle it.
1: Yeah. And I remember correctly, we weren't doing. Yeah, there was no. We weren't doing Wi-Fi back then. We were still either doing dial-up or ISDN lines, which were like what the 130k ones or something like that. It didn't. It didn't go into full uh, Wi-Fi or full like what was it? You also could do a direct cable plug-in, if I remember right, into some type of device. Um, to some type of modem or something at that point. That's a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean. And then all the all the fiber came around DC and everywhere else. Remember Global Crossing and Exodus, I think, and all those companies. Um, and then everybody's like, "What the hell happens to all this fiber? There's no capacity to use it." You know, it's pre right. obviously pre YouTube and pre streaming and FaceTime and smartphones and all of that. Uh, well, that got gobbled up pretty quick. Right. So, Heady days, so man.
0: Niblets, Niblets says, yeah, Pointcast was pretty great. And he said, I was a telco in those days with multiple T1 connections to the office. Holy shit. You were like, yeah, you were a powerhouse if you had multiple T1s. That's fucking amazing.
1: I remember um, people putting those in the houses and they had to come out and dig up yeah. the yard. And it was like, yeah. you know, a $13,000 installation for a, a T1 line coming in or something like that into, where it wasn't already wired into a house um and i don't even know what the bandwidth was then still i mean it was was probably like nothing you know
0: yeah yeah he said we ran armies of starcraft players on the LAN after hours (laughs) i bet bet. you should have just done become an esports guy um uniswap labs has released its plan for uniswap version 4 unfortunately i haven't read the plan yet but i will but what's interesting about this is um they are um, basically opening the development process up to the public. So they are essentially saying we're going to put out this plan, but we want everyone to tell us what we should do. I, I don't know if this is an attempt to uh, look more uh, decentralized or um, not, but um, it's uh, it's an interesting approach uh, for them. And I think that, um, In the DEX world, Uniswap is probably one of the leading targets uh, having had U.S. operations uh, for the SEC. So uh, maybe they're trying to uh, build up a little bit of a wall. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Chuck pointed out that a T1 was 1.5. No. Cool. There you go. Uh, And Sean said, remember the Enron bandwidth marketplace? Makes me think of Vitalik. Oh, my God. You never miss a. (laughs) He never misses a beat. <laughs> yeah, God uh, Enron Vitalik. man. He's now comparing Vitalik to Enron.
1: Like, oh God blast, Enron man. man. That's a blast from the past.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is.
1: Um, I can remember we we were working a project, the fund, like ninety nine time timeframe. Maybe a little bit after that, but um, I was talking to a guy who was on the board of the World Bank who had also been on the some kind of on the, was a board member at Enron at one point, and I said, hey you know, he was teeing up meetings for me to all these groups. And I was like, Oh, let's go meet Enron. And he was like, you know, he kind of said it in the way you would say something like, this." he goes, you know, I'm not saying anything negative here, but there's a lot of market chatter out there. And there might not be any there there. Oh, and I'm like, man. weren't you on the board? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You know? And it was like a stay away word, but you know, I mean, that was the power. Remember they set up the power market. If I remember correctly, the energy markets where, they were like um, they were doing something in the middle where they were jacking all the California energy rates up sky high, like buying and holding or some somehow some play on that. Yeah. And then I think at, something else was going on then too in energy because I remember reading afterwards that you know somebody was also cornering I think the uh, fuel oil market or the gasoline market, the same whatever powers a lot of those power plants back then. I guess heating oil maybe. Um, to try to shut them down to drive the price up. But it was all smoke and mirrors. It was like, you know, F- FTX or something like that. <laughs> you know, over there with power supplies. Exactly. But you know, nothing was nothing it was a mirage. And there you go. That's that's what took down Anderson. And that took down uh or was it Accenture? Accenture or Anderson Consulting, one of those two got taken down in that one. And somebody else went down with it too. Um but you know I mean that was an accredited deal. That was as you know Public company I mean yep. that was you know and that was a shit show just like any of these crypto blow ups well, completely yeah, you can shit absolutely show.
0: absolutely trust public companies to tell the truth Joe what, what, <laughs>
1: <of those> <laughs> my favorite story of it all though is after uh who was the guy who was head of that was his name was his last name Ray as well I think I can't remember his name, but he goes in he gets convicted, he dies of a heart attack in the plane on the way home. I'm <laughs> like. Wow. That's a nice coincidence. Um, because then all the charges get vacated and they can't take all the money from his wife. Uh, so I was handy. like, that's a nice move. I mean, yeah. I guess that's what you do. If you're yeah. staring down 20 years in jail and you're 65 or 70. Yeah. But, um, I thought that was kind of a, a weird thing. So. Yeah.
0: Smartest guys in the room. Sean says that movie uh, is really good. Really? Yeah, good. it is. Yeah. That's an awesome movie. I think that's on Netflix. Um, if you didn't get your money off of Binance us yet, you need to. Uh, the the, you know, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? But um, uh, they're, it's they're gonna be essentially. Binance is saying they're gonna uh, U.S. is saying they're gonna have to halt all operations because of the asset freeze by the SEC. Um, they are trying to get a rejection of it in court, but I don't think that's got a chance in hell. So, um, you know, get your shit out, people, um, before you're sitting yeah. waiting for four years to get it out. So uh anyway. I mean all you gotta
1: do is just move it in like Bitcoin form to Coinbase if if, if yep. you're in the US, if that's where you wanna leave it in the central or move it off to, you know, another wallet. I mean that's yep. all you gotta really do, right?
0: Yep, yep. absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, go ahead. No, then you can go to fiat from Coinbase if you want. Because that ramp's not getting shut down. At least I don't think it is, but
0: by the way, Niblet said deregulation of energy markets opened the door for folks like Enron to manipulate the markets to basically steal from people. Yep, absolutely. And uh is this an advertisement? Should we should we can we charge for this in reverse? BanCambio. We, we will be fully compliant in the USA. All right, man. Send me uh Good
1: luck, buddy. Send, send us a send token me, allocation. Send
0: me, yeah, send me the <laughs> token allocation. I'll take a look. Um, uh, You know, uh, this is interesting, and we've kind of touched on this slightly before, but Coindex um, makes a really good point in this opinion piece, Todd Phillips, that um, one of the concerns about the um, new bill, uh, the the McHenry-Thompson bill, is that it will give people who traditionally issue stocks um, uh, a way around or a way to arbitrage normal stock market IPO regulations. Right. Um, and so uh, that's obviously probably going to be an argument against it that uh, the others will make. Um, but it's uh, just an interesting point of view that, in fact, you know, that's certainly something. How, how do they define that? Right. How do you say, well, this would normally maybe be an IPO, but we're going to launch it as a token. Um, you know, how, how does the how do you, how do you regulate that? How do you say, well, no, that would be an IPO. You're doing this wrong right and the only way i can think of is if you do it on some you say that only the token launches can be some limited basis initially they must be the business model must be on chain i you know i don't know how you go
1: uh, about that so i, I don't know. yeah yeah i don't know i mean I, I think you could just declare it a fundraising event you know in the sense of you know just like doing a uh you know a series a or something like that but just selling tokens right um it seems like it could it could fit in one of those some kind of a box like that or like you said the ipo box um but, but you the know then the it's day, lo-
0: why don't we just do it that way
1: <laughs> friggin idea dude i right? mean people I mean, try to
0: the goal where we're headed
1: yeah people yeah. try to ask- but then they get friggin' fined and stuff you know yeah, for yeah, trying right. to play the rules so but
0: bring the disclosure regime over Get rid of all the fucking middlemen, put it on the goddamn chain, and then let people make their own decisions. Oh, yeah, and don't keep a gateway of broker-dealers who decide who gets to buy the IPO and who doesn't, you know? so Yeah, that's the tricky part. we got to
1: make sure it stays within that Jobs Act kind of stuff where you don't have to be accredited, you know, where you can be, um, where everybody can get access to deals or some part of it, maybe. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is all, again, this is making sausage. So, these are big issues people got to sort out um, that understand the regulations better than I.
0: Yeah, let's get to the tipping point.
1: Yeah, you would think that we could figure out something here. Yeah. Um, But, you know, have you seen any, just out of curiosity, have you seen any type of ICOs at all lately? I mean,
0: I've been trying to think. Uh, I saw a story about one the other day. I think they raised like 17 million. I have zero clue what it was, but I did see one, but I don't, I've not seen them like we used to
1: yeah i mean a lot of them seem to be doing the raises from like exchanges and things like that where they're more like institutional you know allocations like going through the ipo process where right you know all the institutions buy chunks before it hits retail but i just haven't seen that like 2017 behavior i mean i guess what was all like the ones that start in the um uh like in the labs around chains and stuff. And then they keep, what do we kind of remember what those are called? Not incubators, but uh you know, launch, launch pads, yeah. launch pads. I mean, that's the closest thing I can think of in the last year or so where I've yeah, seen yeah, that me, type yeah. of activity. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Cool. Um, bankless getting a little bit of heat. Uh, they're coming out like trying to shred on, on Lido for being centralized and having too much concentration of ETH and blah, 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 blah. But I saw this, thread that was getting a shit ton of views and retweets yesterday, basically calling out bankless because bankless has evidently Lido was a huge advertiser on bankless for a very long time. (laughs) And and bankless now also takes uh, ad money from competitors of Lido. And it's like, yeah that's a real slippery slope in this space you know you're like taking money from one and then you take money from the other and then suddenly the other one is a bad guy you know it's uh it's very interesting but you know uh, anyway they're being called out about that uh seeming uh hypocrisy but we'll uh we'll see what happens yeah i hate those
1: kind of problems man too many advertisers (laughs) Uh, you
0: know what, this one, I'll just put a link in the in the show notes, but uh, it covers all the actions being taken by people like um, Coin Center, et cetera, what they're doing to uh, try to stop the SEC. This is related, though, to something that's also important, another attack vector uh, that has been uh, coming after us, and that is redefining uh, exchange, the word exchange under the SEC regulations so that DEXs uh, fall under it and basically – uh cause any of them that happen to be have people operating out of the United States to basically have to shut down um or become you know five middlemen and an exchange at the same time so um yeah, so they're fighting hard to make sure and try to get uh, comments in about the exchange definitions etc cetera, etc cetera. frankly i don't have a lot of faith you know the you know the fucking board or whatever the fuck it's called of the SEC commission is going to fucking vote for this um and i doubt very seriously that gary's going to make any changes to these fucking definitions and you know he he's going to go after his last remaining bit and we'll we'll see if it works or not but he, he he's on a fucking power roll this this fella um Sean, yeah i don't, your, go ahead go ahead, right. Joe, go ahead
1: no i was going to say i don't really understand his rationale all the time i mean I, if i were the texas i mean unless i was a us based tex i just would ignore it yeah, um, exactly. because you know, it's like, once you know, what happens once you say, Oh, okay, we're going to register and you go in there, they're going to dig through all your shit and say, you've been doing security offerings for the last five years exactly. or selling securities without not a license. So, Get
0: the nah, so,
1: the so wait till like the legislation changes and just ride it out for a little while because it'll be compliant exactly. soon. And maybe there'll be another, maybe there's another registration, you know, it's not an exchange. Yeah. It's something else. And there's different protocol rules there. But that's what we talk about all the time, that we got to get the nuance of the law right here because, you know, uh, they're not thus far.
0: (laughs) Uh, Sean clarified on the Binance US thing that if granted, the the restraining order will not affect user coins. It will not affect user coins, but there will be no fiat off-ramp and you have to trust CZ. So Niblet said, is uh, Lido going (laughs) to (laughs) rename...
1: list. I love
0: it. Good. Sean said, is not the X bit of DEX stand for exchange? Um, decentralized exchange. That is correct, Sean. Absolutely. He is correct.
1: But, but in the but sense of we're like. we talking um, about the
0: regulatory definition of what an exchange falls under. And
1: that has. Yeah. Like because most exchanges in the context, when we hear exchange, we think of, you know, centralized exchange yeah. with order books and all of that. I, decentralized exchange to me is a, you know, it's a different, obviously to everybody else too. It's a different type of exchange. So it deserves a slightly different definition. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, it could easily be called, you know, D swap or something like that, you know, Um, or, you know, uh, damn, decentralized automatic market makers, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, anything like that. It's the Dex is kind of a misleading brand in my mind.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put a link to this. Nobody needs We don't have to talk about it too much here, but I um, I like this story about Peter McCormick. I love what he's doing in uh, Rail, Bedford. Um, I, I think it's a really fucking cool thing. I think it's a great way to.
1: You know, Is that a football team?
0: Yes. Uh, he bought. So he's from this town of Bedford. Um, and, you know, Peter has his uh, What Bitcoin Did podcast. He made a lot of money and he pulled together some money from some folks and he bought the local soccer team, football team, uh, there in his hometown and he's building a stadium and he's, um, giving money to all the local soccer clubs, uh, women and, uh, girls and boys, men and women, um, turn them into a true Bitcoin team. They're accepting Bitcoin. Their sponsors are Bitcoin companies. Um, and his goal is to climb up from the bottom rung of the, Leagues, the, league. uh, yeah. the leagues uh in soccer up to the top right and so he already won uh in the first season uh, the championship and so he's going to be moving up one and uh i just uh I, yeah. I really like this story i like the fact that the the townspeople are enjoying it and it's a it's a good feel-good story and i like the way peter does things and so uh, i encourage everybody to take a look at this and you know i've bought a um I bought a rail Bedford hoodie. Cause I love it. It's cool. So they got the pirate uh, flag as their, uh, <laughs> nice. logo. And, uh, it's a really, their, their merch is really cool. It's, it's fun to wear.
1: You know what I keep thinking of when you tell this story, do you remember that movie though? Cause I had a girlfriend in college whose dad played in the NHL and he played a long time in the minor leagues. I think it's the American hockey league up there. Like I want to say Springfield mass maybe. Right. Always had the most penalty fight minutes and all you know fighting time and all of that. And I mean, in the human Dave Schultz of the Phillies or the Flyers would go at it constantly in these brawls every game. But it reminded me of that when I started thinking about Slapshot. Remember that movie with Paul Newman? Yeah.
0: And I think of these like
1: small town teams that are always trying to move up to the next league. And it's such a cool, fun sort of mission. You know, it's like a or a, a quest. Yeah, when you get a bunch of people together on a team and you try, you try to make it better and play better. I mean, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch how this plays out.
0: It's cool. It's a good story because it's his hometown. It's a boost to his yeah. hometown. It's a boost to Bitcoin. It makes people more aware of Bitcoin and and in a place that probably had no awareness really of Bitcoin at any level. So I just love it. I think it's a, uh, I think it's a great all around story. Hey, so I'm going to put just- a link in. Everybody can watch this documentary that um, Cointelegraph produced about him.
1: So speaking of that, did you see that uh, Messi signed with Inter with Miami, um, you know, MLS soccer team? I did. Yeah, not. he passed on some like I think he was the one who was going to go to Saudi Arabia for some like eight hundred million, yeah. million, and he passed on it to come play for whatever the Miami team, Inter Miami or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back. Back. Um, what the hell is his name? Who's the biggest? The Beckham. Beckham's team. Yeah. Beckham's team. So. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting, but that, that's you know, cool. European players are coming now to play MLS in their yeah. I don't know, I'd say somewhat prime, but good.
0: Uh Warren Davidson Republican. Sorry, Sean and international guest, but you know, it's a US regulatory uh show today, partially shit beginning. show, shit show. Uh Warren <laughs> Davidson introduced uh, legislation yesterday that it restructures the SEC and would fire Gary Gensler. Obviously <laughs> it has no chance in hell and succeeding, but I did note in a tweet. Uh, yesterday that despite the fact that it has no chance of succeeding, it's dead before it was you know, put on paper. It actually is a great PR stunt, right? Because now it yeah. puts into consciousness fire Gary Gensler. It was, it was trending on Twitter yesterday. It, it'll be in the local news. It'll make people think, wait, why are we firing chair Gensler, blah, blah, blah. So uh, I think from a PR perspective it was a good stunt. Um, obviously nobody, nobody should hold out any hope that this will see the light of fucking day. So, um, you know, well, it'll maybe get, get hired, the House, but it's not getting to the Senate.
1: So. Hopefully they'll get some sweetheart deal with Algorand or something like that. There you go. And head off to the private sector. I mean, yeah. or run Goldman's crypto practice.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, the heroes we didn't know we needed, the ripple folks are, uh, excited about the, uh, Hinman docs, uh, claiming Brad Garlinghouse, the CEO is saying that, the. The documents that the SEC had to fork over and fought to not fight fork over uh, have lots of juicy shit in it. They've been releasing emails from it. Um, I think they even put it in one of their filings, um, some of the stuff that they'd already gotten. Um, but evidently, um, there is a chance uh, that Ripple could beat the SEC, which opens the door for a lot of things relevant to definitions and.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, I think Ripple's going to win this. I think Ripple's going to win this. one. I
0: myself. hope so, dude.
1: Because they I put so. so much money and time into it, which means they've aligned a lot of powerful people behind them, or that would have been shut down already. Yeah. Um, I think they got a real good chance at at winning and in, in defining something here for us. Um, yeah. I don't know how long it's going to take, but it's just a matter of time because these things don't just, they're not just going to lose and it's over. You know what I mean? Right. It just, because right. then you would appeal again. And you would just keep appealing and appealing on something else and something else until finally you just wear these fuckers down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, did a little rant this morning about eToro. Um, look, you know, if you're using eToro of your centralized exchange or your on ramp, get the fuck off. Um, because you know, any exchange that caves under an sec filing and starts removing coins is not in this game for real. Um, so, you know,
1: Fuck Who else E-Toro. pulled coins? Somebody else pulled like Cardano and whatever those 13 ones that were just yeah, Matic, Matic and Algo and
0: yeah. all that shit, right? Yeah. So, anyway, uh, the message of the day is fuck eToro. So, everybody.
1: Where uh, is eToro, anyhow?
0: I thought is they it, had US based, but they must have oh, okay. European. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. All sure. Right. Um, th- so, I'm not a big fan of consensus as we all know, Um, but um, this is interesting. I had never seen this site. Uh, I guess it's supposed to be pronounced galaxy. Um, But in terms of kind of things like airdrops and that kind of thing, this is a site that actually kind of lets you find special offers for participating on chains and uh, protocols. I haven't done anything here. So I, I, you know, but I have seen a news source that I get news from every day showing about the things you can take action on to potentially earn airdrops or nfts etc so you guys may want to check it out it's G-A-L-X-E.com, g-a-l-x-e.com this one happened to be that i landed on happened to be about lenia which is a consensus project um but uh they have lots of um, lots of campaigns on here that you can go in and potentially earn some stuff from or maybe qualify for uh an airdrop later there's zk bridge Whatever space ideas, Manta, Manta Network, Upside—I mean, there's just you know a lot of projects. A great way to maybe potentially get some, get some free money. At some point. Yeah, you know
1: it's it's funny. I was watching someone speak at Consensus, and I can't remember who it was, but they were talking. They did very well, and in, in the last couple of years, and they were talking about how after the seventeen eighteen market run that they were stuck with all these wallets of dead coins, basically or dead tokens, and when Axie Infinity started up. You could go in there and trade those dead coins for, I guess, NFTs or whatever. Um, on what is that? That's Ghost GHS, GHST, I think, is okay. a token. But you could go in with your tokens, and they would give you NFTs. Well, these dead bags of tokens he turned in when Axie was at its peak—it was like two hundred seventy million or something like that. Wow! So, so when you look at things like, I'm trying to segue to this what you just talked about, but when you look at something like this and you think. OK, you know, and a lot of these projects, you know, a, a, again, you can get in um, and re- hopefully, you know, recycle old, like, you know, old NFTs or, you know, waiting for those projects where you can do things with the tokens or, you know, get free stuff. Because one of those, you know, could have run ups like Axie did. Now, of course, you got to also remember the other word I hate in this space is HODL. Because I mean, the only thing that makes sense <laughs> to me is like Ether, Bitcoin, but everything else, you got to take profits. So, yep. you know, if you're up 270 million off a bag of dead shit coins, you know, you might want to be thinking about taking some profits.
0: Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Looks like a lot of big name projects use this platform for promotions.
1: Um and it's uh, Glaxi.io. G A
0: L X E dot com. G A L X E dot com so okay uh i enjoyed this uh so somebody has shipped a um web3 chess app on lens protocol um on-chain game results and ratings peer-to-peer on-chain prizes and more so it's kind of fun it's uh i, I like seeing shit like get, this getting deployed on lens i think there's a lot of potential for lens protocol for a lot of apps to be um Shipped on it and uh for people to play with it i think the biggest hole in at lens protocol right now is the onboarding process but um i do like the fact that somebody uh, is creating these kinds of things on lens and uh making use of it so it's good to see it's called chess with friends f-r-e-n-s dot com chess dot com so um if you're a chess player check it out. It uh, looks like, uh, it looks like it could be fun to play with other people on lens protocol, which is on polygon. So um, unfortunately polygons uh, because they got Matic listed in the list, uh, polygons feeling the heat right now uh, from the sec, but uh Anyway, um, I I encourage folks to check out Lens Protocol and check out the chess game. It looks like fun. Uh, yeah, what was this? Oh, some guy put together a zapper that tracks everything that Jump Trading does, which is uh, probably the second or third largest uh, VC in the space. Just interesting to see what their holdings are, things that they've moved on, what addresses they have, what NFTs they have. Uh, I'll put a link to the I'll put a link to it in the. Um, Show notes, but uh, I'll probably put this into a debank uh, report along with some other ones that I have, and I'll try to share that one as well so people can play around and if they want to follow follow trade, uh the two hundred and sixty two tokens that jump trading has, they can do that. Hmm. Joe, that's my whole list today, buddy. You wanna call it an early one? Like I think
1: know. so. There was yeah, let's do it. Like I think there was something it was someone I was just trying to connect to in my like, when you were talking, and I, it's gone. But um, you know, I'm looking at the Galaxy dot com site. And that looks really interesting. But you know, again, you explore these things, and you see that there is really interesting activity always still going on. We see regulatory, at least people taking the first steps towards figuring this shit out. Um, and you see the markets. You know, I mean, not am crypto, but everything. You know, I mean, I think the SP 500 is in bull market territory. I think it's up over 20% from its yeah, bear market low. Degree, so, yeah. you know, it just seems like there's, I think we get overwhelmed with negativity in, you know, PTSD out in, in, in crypto world, crypto land. But, you know, I, I just, again, you know me, I'm always kind of optimistic. But, you know, I did see some, and I know this is for Sean. So I'm going to, I know he always discounts this, but, and Shizzy doesn't but it's the happening thing. Oh, Sean you know? is
0: right. Go ahead. Sorry, Sean. Just no, me of
1: something. <laughs> no, I was going to say uh, Fred Thread on Coinless. Okay, I'll go fast then so you can no, do that. No,
0: you're good. You're good. Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, I just want to think through that happening issue more. I know it doesn't, you know, as Sean said, it. it you know, the reward stuff or whatever, um, you know, doesn't, he doesn't think it has an impact. And he showed data, I think, that supports that. But if the market believes it has an impact, And the market behaves the way the market behaves. Individuals, regardless of whether the (laughs) what the data shows at that point, you know what I mean. So I'm kind of starting to like pay attention to that a little bit more because I am seeing some people talking about it again. Um, I didn't really hear much about it for like a year or so, and then all of a sudden, um, now I'm seeing it mentioned again. You know what, May twenty-four or something like that. Um, So I'd want to kind of think that through more too. I mean, there seems like there's some decent stuff piling up. And if the economy is going to be cranking here versus tanking, um, you know, that's usually a good thing for us.
0: Yep, yep. So
1: So, um, go ahead.
0: my partner, Fred, at Material Indicators, uh, the big brain uh, member of the team, um, and uh, uh, there was a Bitcoin magazine article that said, Binance US will delist around 100 trading pairs and has paused over-the-counter trading. Um, and, And Fred's response in a thread was, In the bull market, uh, they're spreading liquidity by listing new pairs, which makes them easier to pump and attracts retail gamblers. And then in a bear market, you concentrate liquidity by delisting pairs, which attenuates, dumps, and prevents things from going to zero, which makes a lot of logical sense if you think about it, right? Like, If the exchanges are thinking this way, this does make a ton of sense that when the bull market's heated up, you list as many pairs as you can. Um, and when it's a bear market, you concentrate your liquidity so you don't go, everything doesn't go to zero, which, you know, makes a ton of sense. He said, the hype around alt or otherwise volatile assets is the very thing that attracts new capital. But as you can see, they don't survive the bear and eventually transfer their value into majors such as Bitcoin. Um, He says, let me repeat that. The purpose of alts is to attract capital. After serving that purpose, they transfer the capital to majors such as Bitcoin as they get delisted during the bear and eventually die. Bull markets thrive on Ponzi's and only the strong survive the bear. And it's kind of hard for me to argue with this logic right now. I think there are some strong uh, survivals that can come out of this besides Bitcoin. But it's a really, um, for me, it's a really valid analysis. As soon as I read it in our, in our telegram group, I was like, Oh yeah, that fucking hits. Right. I mean, it's hard to argue with this model. Wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah. I mean, just from, you know, you just from watching what was going on with coins that are like trying to get exchange listings and trying to set up liquidity pools. And, The discussions you have to think or what you have to think about is, you know, obviously not diluting, you know, all of your reserves across all these platforms. Now, that's multiple platforms. I think this is more about like having, you know, say, um, pick a coin. Let's just say, you know, shitcoin slash BTC, shitcoin slash ETH, shitcoin slash BNB, shitcoin slash USDT, USDC. That's what they're saying with all the pairs on one exchange. Right. He's not saying across exchanges.
0: I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. Yeah.
1: So I think it makes total sense. I mean, yeah. I would be dumbing down and consolidating it to bigger pools so you don't get beat out. But, um, you know, but then going all into BTC when you sell off, I mean, if that's the model going in, it makes sense. Yeah. I no, mean, it
0: totally makes it, it. 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 This. The logic here really, really hit home for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about it. There's. There's about. Two hundred and eighty too many chains out there, and there's about eight hundred too many dexes out there, and there's about a dozen too many exchanges out there. <laughs> it's just they're not all needed. Yeah. And, and you most know of I the guess
0: time your project doesn't need a token.
1: No, that's the other thing too. Most of the time it doesn't. So if you're you know going on to these exchanges, you know they all market stuff in different ways to try to generate um, positive attention. To the product, project, token, coin, whatever, so that you know, hopefully, the market rewards it, yeah. you know, and, and doesn't penalize it. Uh, and they do different things to make that happen, but you know, it is a lot of chicanery, man. It's like Absolutely. you know, a lot of manipulation and stuff. I just kind of learned all that in the last, again, in the last day or so. But um, you know how they do it to generate returns and things like that, and you know what they do with tokens. But, you know, it doesn't just doesn't make sense to have that many.
0: Yep. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, it's interesting. So thank you, Fred, for that great analysis. Um, Yeah. Thank you, uh, Sean, for reminding me. Sean said is an interesting view because basically it says that Maxi should support shitcoins because that process is actually what onboards them to BTC. Yeah, that's a good point. That's like a very good point. As, yeah. as the shitcoins get delisted and people don't have anywhere to go, what do they do? They dump back into Bitcoin. So that, that, uh, that's very interesting. Or. Stables, do
1: you, but. yeah, I was going to say, Brad, do you go into Bitcoin these days? I mean, I kind of go into stables myself. I go just into stables.
0: I go into stables when things get hairy and ugly and scary, uh, but I am dabbling back and forth with the bots in Bitcoin. So uh, yeah. there's some there just, I don't put the whole thing in anything that I think has, a, you know, based yeah. on everything that Sean and Fred and everybody else says, Um, I, I'm still waiting for leg down. 000, <laughs> exactly. 10, 000, yeah.
1: Right. I, I got my limit orders in. So there you go. I'm, a, there you go. I'm in the same boat. So I uh, kind of do the same thing. I just think, I believe these guys. And if it doesn't take that leg down, then it just takes off going up. Who cares? You know, I mean, everybody yep. makes money. But if it does, I'm, you know, that's why I'm not rotating into Bitcoin right now. Um, you know, one, because um, not against Bitcoin or anything like that. It's just I believe that that's going to happen. So it doesn't make sense. It's like, yep. you know, why, like you're going to bet a football game and there's points on it. It's like, Oh no, I don't need the points. I'll take it straight up. You know, it's like, why would you do that? <laughs> you know, he's like, give me the points, you know? So you set up your limits and wait, and be yep. patient. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, very interesting. Oh yeah,
0: Sean says, ha 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 wind, when, do, when does not matter. That's a conversation we should have for Joe one day. He's got, uh, yeah. he wants to talk about, uh, the whole idea of timing and not timing, et cetera. So, um, well, you know, he does it
1: continuously. So he's, yeah. he plays it. He does those six month T or whatever. So to me, that really takes the stress out of entry and exit right there yeah. because it's not a, a momentous single event. It's a process. Right. So I agree with you on that, but, but right now for me, um, you know, well, I'm trying to catch this, the knife. I guess is what we're talking about here. So, <laughs> <Niblet> <laughs> so I'll says, probably learn my lesson and take it in the head. But you know, we'll see. <laughs>
0: Niblet says there's talk of disinflation, which could trigger rate cuts by fall, which might be a catalyst for bulls. Well, we'll uh, hopefully see whether that that uh, that comes out that way. Who knows? That would be interesting too. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I right, dude, I'm out of here.
1: All right, bro. Um, good show. Thank you, good Nivis. talk.
0: Thank you Sean, thank you Van bon Cambios for shilling Uh thank you Chuck, appreciate you being here. Love all of you guys. Um we will see everyone Thursday with Sean on board and um thank you. Uh if you're listening on Apple or Spot our podcast or Spotify, please rate and review us. It helps boost our rating. Same on YouTube, make sure you give us the thumbs up and uh make sure you're subscribed and turn on alerts. If um you haven't yet, you should join our telegram group, t.me forward slash mission defi t.me forward slash mission When you join, there will be a little captcha. you have to click a button, um, you'll get a welcome message, and it'll be right at the bottom of that welcome message. So if you're having trouble, um, be sure you look for that little I am a human button underneath the welcome message. I hope everyone has a lovely, lovely afternoon, Joe, I hope you have a great day. Talk to you guys soon.
1: Yeah, you too, buddy. And thanks, everyone. We'll see you on Thursday. I'm yep. um, have a great day, everybody.
0: All right. Take care. Bye bye.